0: Hi, and welcome back to the WHVP podcast. In this episode of the podcast, the WHVP team will sit down to discuss the draft bill being proposed to the Swiss government to introduce trust law into Switzerland. Before we get into that, we will quickly discuss the potential of COVID restrictions being lifted in Switzerland. Now, let's get into it. Welcome back to the WHVP podcast. Um, we are a few members short <laughs> in the office at the moment. We've, we've been hit with the fifth wave of uh, COVID in Switzerland that seems to be getting everyone at the moment. So that's why URZ is not with us. Um, but Jamie and I have stayed free from COVID yes. so far. So we'll be, we'll be with you today. Well,
1: it's good to be here, even though it's just the two of us. Mm. Uh, we hope Urs and Julia will be feeling better soon, but um, they're lucky. They just have a, a very mild case, so. But still, with the coughing, it, it wouldn't be great to, to have them on. So, yeah. they'll remain in isolation, and uh, we're sure they will be back happy and healthy next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. On, on that, right now, as we're actually recording this podcast, the the Swiss health department is actually discussing um, what Switzerland's gonna do with the new measures. On COVID, and uh, it's it's quite interesting to think about this after twenty three months, or I think it's been twenty three months yeah. since COVID started, and um, it was longer. yeah, it does feel <laughs> like a long time. And uh, they're discussing the options of how they wanna loosen restrictions finally, and yes. and uh, do do you know exactly what they're they have a couple options I know that yes. they're putting out. So what I've
1: heard this morning in the radio is that there's like. Two primary options, both of which would like end with having restrictions lifted. One would be just to, just say goodbye to everything and only have like the mask mandate in public transportation and at doctors. And other than that, like the certificate, the vaccine stuff, the masks everywhere else, that would all be gone from like one day to the other. Um, I think if that will happen, people will be very excited. Uh, the other option would be to just have like a slow fade out of the. Measurements and from my understanding, I think it's more likely that the first option is going to be chosen, but We'll never know so it it will be interesting to to hear later this afternoon how they decide, but um, it feels like we're slowly moving towards the end of this which is a Good thing good thing. I think yeah,
0: definitely a breath of fresh air I mean when you see countries like Denmark and Finland. I mean literally getting wiping all their mandates out and, and returning to to life as as pre-pandemic uh, it definitely puts a little bit of hope hope on the horizon for us in Switzerland. Yes. And so, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely definitely excited <laughs> about that. You know, it's it's uh, we've been blessed though. I, I, I we've been really it's been really nice to be in Switzerland through the pandemic. The government I think has done a a decent job of trying to keep normalcy with the uh, with the public throughout putting measures. Yeah, there. I think
1: they have done the best they could with what they were given. Um, for me, I'm, I'm already very happy that all the test requirements are, are being lifted slowly because I, as you know, I just came back from California Monday okay. and uh, finally I didn't have to get tested again to, to get back into the country. So that was already helpful because that, that can be quite a bit of. Uh, added stress if if you have to get tested in a certain time frame before entering the plane, and then again after you have arrived, and it's just a lot of logistical things to take into consideration. So if that's all gone, I'll be very happy, and assume everyone else as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there was a week where I, it a it's a week where I tested eight times in one week, and oh. so. <laughs> So, so I'll be I'll be very happy for the, no more. Testing. Yeah, you
1: will be the chief tester in our office. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone has tested as of this. you have.
0: Yeah. yeah. But uh,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: that's been good. Yeah, well, that's that's exciting. We're we're definitely gonna see what happened after we get done recording this. See what the the health department said. But now, well, we'll let's let's kind of transition into our topic today, which is yes. the in two thousand eighteen the the. Um, government wanted to put together a proposal for Swiss trust laws. Yes. And now it's come back or it's, they've brought their proposal of the law to the government. I think that happened in January, correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. So maybe taking a step back, but a lot of people don't even know is that Switzerland doesn't have a trust law. So we're not a common law country. So that's more of an Anglo-Saxon thing that we didn't have here. But of course, it's like one of the most well-known financial hubs. Trusts have always been an economic reality in our, um, well, industry and in 2007 the like agreement was ratified here in mm-hmm. Switzerland and then with that foreign trusts were like widely accepted but um, it has always been a foreign law that has been applied because there was no Swiss law. So what happened is there have been a couple of motions and the most recent one in 2018 when the parliament gave the order to our federal council Um, which is like seven people essentially like being presidents of the country to put forward a draft on how our code of obligations can be like widened or how there can be paragraphs added for us to have our own Swiss trust law. And what happened on January 12th, I believe it was, is that this draft has been published. So for anyone who's interested, there's an English version available as well. So it's 120 pages. It's a bit of a dry read, but um, if you really want to dig into it, then that's something that you can have a look at. And what they're doing is they're now inviting the public and like the political sphere, the, the lobbyists and the economy to add their thoughts, um, to comment on the draft. That's how the like lawmaking process works in Switzerland. So um, they will have commissions that they're going to meet and discuss all the implications the pros and cons and then um, we will move into the the law process and i think it's, it's important to do a bit of expectations management while it's very exciting for me um, to have this draft even if it's going to be accepted we we are looking at a process that will likely take a couple of years mm. uh, but i think it's very nice that we have come so far in this process and that it will be a public debate and uh, i like I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it but I think it's a great step forward
0: yeah I think I think when you're looking at Switzerland as a financial center in general it's been a powerhouse for you know centuries yeah you know, dating back to taking care of europeans um, the the royalty of europe's wealth and and they've always Switzerland's always been really adaptable and 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 Protective of people's wealth looking yeah. how they can really um, securely hold it and grow it and manage it um, quite well, and that's what I found really interesting about the Hog um, Trust um, Agreement uh, that Switzerland ratified in 2007. Was before that they literally had no trusts in Switzerland. As far as if, if a Swiss person wanted to find a trust, there was just no option. Um, and and with that with that agreement, it allowed Swiss people to start to move out of it. And so I think. For me, as an American coming from where trusts are so prominent, I, I, I almost don't know a single like of my relatives. I'm pretty sure all of my my uncles and aunts they all have trusts somehow. You know, it's it's just more of a common thing of yep, everyone has a trust. You know, even in New Zealand, I have friends and every, all the business that they do is through trusts. They put yeah. everything in trust. Um, so that was um, that's something that I think is going to be in the initial go, really, really good um, it, you know over the years as it gets accepted or adapted and, and placed in the Swiss law, it's really going to initially benefit a lot of Swiss people yeah um, that um, are looking at estate planning and, and wealth structure, something that they haven't had. They've had a really good financial system to put all their money in, and now they're going to be able to structure it in a new way. Um, that allows them to be a bit more flexible with how they're going to structure their wealth. And so I think in the long run, it's really going to allow Switzerland to become even more of a a stronghold, I guess you could say, for the financial center, um, because they will not only have expertise in foreign uh, trust law, which they've been building up since um, the Swiss companies have been working with foreign trusts, um, but they're going to have their own. And I think it's a really good, really good move for for Switzerland and, and bringing it in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, so far we do have the foundation and, and that can be used as a family foundation, but it is, as you said, it's not really a flexible and adaptable solution. And especially when it comes to estate planning, I mean, every family situation is different. Um, every relationship is different. The, the assets are different. And I think for Switzerland, where we have a lot of entrepreneurs, we have a lot of small and mid-sized companies that are managed by families it certainly makes sense to have a flexible estate planning solution. And I agree that this trust law, while it is interesting for, I think, international people as well, uh, it will most likely benefit the Swiss people because there's a certain threshold for people to put together an international trust while they could do that. right, A Swiss person can set up a, a trust at the BVI's or wherever. Um, it's not really a typical Swiss thing to do because a lot of people just don't really know the options that are out there. Um, so I think it will um, put Switzerland onto like a level playing field with, with international business people that the Swiss have their own solution for estate planning as well. Um, and I agree that, that it will be a very important thing in order for Switzerland to remain a, a relevant financial hub. I mean, we'll have to develop in our history and, and our expertise that's wonderful to have, but we also have to look into the future and see how we can stay competent. And I think What's really um, important to see is that that will also generate a lot of economic value for us and create a lot of jobs, because as of now, we already have a couple hundred trustees that manage foreign trusts as trustees in Switzerland. Um, And then if you have Swiss trusts, um, that will add a whole new level of of jobs and and expertise for people to have um, in order to build those structures here. And what's also interesting to make a connect, because I think in the past we've talked about how the like the regulatory framework is changing for us asset managers, that so we now have to get um, licensed directly by the Financial Market Authority. Um, those laws also apply to trustees. So, there um, we also see a lot of change that the professional trustees in our country also will have to get licensed and go through a certain like regulatory process that I didn't have to do in the past. So yeah, I think it's, it's a very interesting and exciting development.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think as we kind of move into that and and looking into that future of Switzerland and, and as you you mentioned earlier, how it, it could in the, there, there is a threshold of where it might benefit, um, people looking to build an international wealth structure. Um, I guess we're still at the beginning stages. Where do you think that that's going to lead for potentially Americans or people looking to establish the Swiss Trust um, as, a, as a portion of their wealth structure? And how do you see that that um, could potentially benefit them in the long run?
1: Yeah, I think that very much depends on what law in the end will be like how the law will be finalized, because that comes down to like the nitty gritty details of how it will be taxed, how the structure will work. I mean, what we certainly want to have is, is a certain level of transparency. So there will also be anti money laundering laws applicable to those trusts. Um, and I don't really think that the Swiss trial is trying to compete with any of the typical offshore jurisdictions. So I'm not sure if the Swiss traw will be Swiss trust will be used as like an asset protection vehicle. Um, but depending on how the law is going to be built up, it, it might be an interesting solution for Americans as well. Um, but that's something that I think we can't really judge of as right now, because as mentioned, like the document that has been published is a draft, mm. and now a variety of people are going to comment on it, and it will be adapted, and it will have to be passed by the parliament. It will be, have to be potentially also passed by the Swiss people, because um, for any law that the, the government proposes, um, the Swiss people can say like, oh, I don't like that. And if they um, get up to 50,000 signatures within a certain time period, um, then there will be a national vote on it. And there's still a lot of misconceptions. I mean, that's also something that we have talked about in the past, that there's a lot of misconceptions about um, financial services and estate planning and all of that. And I think one of the key features will be to show people that a trust is not necessarily something fishy or weird, that it's really, um, it can be a great and, and honest way to um, structure your wealth while still paying taxes and do all the duties that you have to do. Um, but I think the, it's important to get the general public behind it and explain to them what a trust is. Because um, for Swiss people, with the kind of law that we have here, it's difficult to explain and describe what a trust is. And for like financial service professionals as us or for attorneys, it's easier to grasp because we have some experience with that. But if you're uh, in a completely different field and if you're not really interested uh, too much into estate planning, then it it might be a bit trickier to understand what the actual benefits are. I think there it comes uh, down to our industry doing a good job in communicating why we need that, and what like what the reasoning behind it is, and who can benefit from it, because a trust, as you mentioned, it's not only for ultra high net worth individuals. Mm-hmm. It can be for um, regular people who have a small family business, or for people who have um, children that they want to pass on some money to, or whatever else. There's a variety of, of reasons for how a trust can be used, and it's important to get those reasons across and, and explain how they can be used and beneficial to the majority of the population.
0: Yeah, and I think that's I think that's a really good point to bring up because it, where I see trust benefiting people is allowing people to climb through the socio-economic ladder. Um, it, it allows kind of I would say the lay person to start setting something up um, that, that is going to benefit uh, their next generation or, and then the next generation. And whether that's a small business, if you're running a bakery, you know, putting your assets in the trust um, to, to to structure it that way, or if you're a family farmer and you have your own farm and you want to grow your farm, um, and you want to you know preserve assets or preserve things on a on a different level that maybe have a little bit less liability for you as a person, while well, put it in putting it in the trust, and 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 that's what I think will be interesting as we see in the in the global kind of trust environment trust law in each country is a little bit different. Yeah. And, and so it'll be interesting to see where Switzerland kind of lands with their trust law and who will it be set up for. And you look at New Zealand, the trust law is highly set up for farmers. <laughs> if, if you look at how it's used and, and application-wise, it's, it really supports the farming class in New Zealand. <clears throat> it can be used for many other things, <laughs> but that it, it highly benefits certain areas. If you look in the states you know trusts literally benefit everybody who can get involved with it whether you have a a, um, a a simple bank like let's say you you decide to start a bank in your small town you can set up trust to protect the bank um, if you have a family practice or a psychology practice you know you can set up trust that will help to protect your, your individual wealth away from your, your, your business. And, 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 it, and it continues to go on into farming and, and, and so many other industries that it allows people even from the ground roots to start creating something that they can have a platform to pass on to the next generations and, and benefit the beneficiaries. I think that's something that often is, is kind of lost in, not lost, but can become confusing as you have so many parties involved in a trust um, with the settler or the beneficiary or the trustee or the protector um, and, and, and what their roles play on that on that trust and in the end it's all there set up to ensure that the person who starts that trust whatever is put in there is carried out for the for the beneficiaries yeah. and, and that everything is acted on of, of the written will that it's going to benefit these people in the end and, and everyone acting in there, the trustee, the protectors, they have to act on the best will for those beneficiaries. and so it's a really again coming back to that whole wealth structure it's a really good place to start to really ensure that that future progression of your of your wealth to the next generation and how you can can pass something on of, of something that you've you've built in your lifetime and I, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see. Where that where it ends up in Switzerland. I guess one question that comes to my head as someone who grew up around trust is and and maybe you can give some insight in this. Why do you think it took Switzerland so long, quasi so long <laughs> to to try to bring something like this forward? Since they've been so involved in the the financial service industry for so long, um where do you think that the roots kind of lie in that?
1: Yeah, I think it, it comes down to the fact that it is really just, an Anglo-Saxon instrument. And that from a cultural perspective, um, it's not really something that in our legal sphere and the way our um, law is set up, that it has ever really been, um, I, it, I, don't, I don't think that it really has been in our culture. And for us, it's quite a, a foreign construct, unless you're in, in working with, with international clients in the financial industry. Um, and also the foundation that we have here in Switzerland has a very good reputation and is extremely useful and helpful when it comes to charitable causes. And I think that has also been one of like the counter arguments that one, like the government doesn't, doesn't want to weaken our own like Swiss foundation. And I think that's an important point that there's um, things that distinguish a trust from a foundation mm-hmm. and that they can both coexist in the same country and be beneficial for different kind of, of reasons and benefits. So I really think it comes down to how our law is set up and how our culture is set up. But now with globalization and having so many people having wealth managed and wealth structures throughout different cultures and borders and countries, I think, um, everything moves together like more closely and it makes sense for Switzerland to keep up with other countries um, because there's not only common law countries that have trust. There's a variety of European countries as well that that have implemented the trust. Um, So I think it's just a a modern or natural development into a more modern world for Switzerland to consider that as well. I think it's also important to note that the conversation around trust ha- have been around for longer than 2007, it has really been around for decades even. But there was just never really um, the understanding of the need on, up until like a couple of years ago when this whole political process started.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I've, I've, it's, it's always fascinating diving into a, a Western country, as we would say, um, but yet there's still vast cultural differences. Yes. And you can see that in the, in the formation of the laws of even how things are structured despite being, you know, the Switzerland being, ha- or Switzerland the United States being hailed as sister democracies, there's still incredible cultural differences at the very base roots of their, of their, of their legal systems and that's, that's quite interesting to, to see. Do you, have a, do you have any final thoughts or <laughs> any thought that uh, if your prediction, if, the, if this trust law gets put before the Swiss people, do you have any predictions?
1: I think it will be accepted. Yeah. Because when we look at, at the numbers in the parliament, that both chambers, the Nationalrat and the Ständerat, which would be similar to the Congress and, and the House mm-hmm. of Representatives in yeah. the US, both chambers um, have quite significantly said yes to like putting this draft forward. I think it's, it has not really been a tight margin. Um, so I think the only reason or the only way this could like not work out is if the general population votes against it Mm. and I don't think that will happen because I mean the financial services industry here is so big, there's I I think 10% or over 10% Mm -hmm. of our GDP is generated in it, over 5% of jobs are in the financial services industry. So um, it's something that people understand and that people care about here. So I would be surprised if they said no, of course you never know, I mean, until it it has been uh, like, introduced into the law. Anything can happen, but I do believe that we are now on a very good path to make this happen over the next couple of years.
0: Thanks again for joining us on the WHVP podcast. We hope you found it enjoyable and insightful. If you would like to learn more about what we do at WHVP and how we might help you achieve your financial goals, check us out at our website at whvp.ch. Or find us at any of our social media handles at LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube by simply searching WHVP. Have a great rest of your week.